Welcome to The Nathan Berry Show, Episode 8. Today's episode is another solo show about a topic that I care about quite a bit. And it falls into teaching, which, you know, you've heard me talk about how important teaching is all the time. It seems to be the topic that I never stop talking about. But this is about teaching with details. So let's talk about why you should be transparent with numbers. When I was growing up, neither of my parents or friends of my parents really talked specifics around money, at least not in a way that I heard. Not only did they not cover how much everyone was paid, but they also didn't really talk about how much they paid for a car or a house. All of that meant that when I went to negotiate my first salary job, I had no idea how much to aim for. Was $30,000 a reasonable salary? $60,000? I realized then that everyone's aversion to talking about money had left me in the dark as to how the business world worked. From my previous jobs, I knew hourly wages. You know, uh, I'd started out making $6 an hour, later gotten up to $6.50, um, you know, and then I'd done freelancing at higher rates, and I'd eventually, you know, done freelancing at $40 to $50 an hour, which I was pretty proud of. And I knew the rule about converting from hourly rates to salaries, where you know, take the hourly number and double it and add three zeros. So say, for example, $50 an hour is roughly $100,000 a year if you're working full time and have some vacation in there and all that. But that still wasn't enough to really help me negotiate the salary on my first real job. And so that got me thinking, why don't people share numbers? Let's get into that. There's a few reasons that people don't talk about money. And the first is that it can result in awkward social situations. You know, in the United States, you can make between, say, $50,000 a year and $250,000 a year and still be middle class, you know? And so if everyone's within that range, you can all make the same amount of money. Money doesn't have to be important. And no one has to, uh, I guess, judge themselves or feel envious of friends or any of that based on how much money they make. We all know that it's not polite to talk about money. But I'll tell you what's not polite. It's not polite to grow up not knowing uh, how to function in the business world, how to negotiate for your first job. But despite my thoughts on the matter, I have to admit that it does change people's opinions because people put a lot of self-worth into how much money they make. I've had plenty of interactions with, you know, friends of friends or, uh, you know, my wife's friends, husbands, where they know that I share numbers publicly. And so they'll ask, you know, oh, how'd this product launch go? How'd that go? And I've learned not to say because it doesn't always go over well to take those numbers from an online business and bring them into a world where, you know, they may be just out of college or something like that and uh, still be measuring their income in a low hourly wage. The second big reason, and this is the reason that companies offer, is they don't want uh, coworkers to find out each other's salaries. And this is a huge advantage for the company because then if somebody comes in, say, fresh out of college, maybe they're a software developer, they get hired at $40,000 a year, 
And then the company each year keeps giving them five, maybe even they get crazy and offer 10% raises. And this person is really, really good. Then this person over a few years is still not going to be making very much compared to someone who maybe did a good job negotiating when they came in, had a little bit more experience and jumped in at 60, 70, $80,000. They're going to always make far more than their coworker at that company. From the company's perspective, that's great. They're underpaying their employees. Uh, the employees don't know, and they can save a bunch of money on their budget. That's why it's often against company policy to disclose your salary to other coworkers or really anyone because they don't want that getting out and they don't want to have to bump up everybody's wages. The third reason is that it comes across as bragging. After one of my first books came out, I published a blog post detailing all the numbers. My goal was to teach other people. We'll get into that in a minute. But uh, I got a comment from my dad, not on the post, but when I saw him a little later. And basically what he said was, you know, I saw the, the post on your site where you were bragging about how much money you made for your book. And that took me by surprise because my intention was not to brag about it at all. My intention was to teach. And so you have to be careful that no matter how well you frame it, and how good your intentions are, it's going to come across as bragging, at least to some people. And uh, that, that's a fairly major downside. But with all of this, people are pretending that money is this totally secret topic, when in reality, like all house purchase prices, totally public. You can look up any of those. You want to know how much your neighbor paid for his house? Just go look it up in the county records. Um, and then I have a lot of friends who you know, work for a state university or a state organization or some kind of government job. And at least here in Idaho, where I live and many other states, all government uh, salaries are totally public. You can just go on the website and type in somebody's name and be like, oh, that's how much they make. You can find out everything from how much uh, the police chief in your town makes. Uh, here in Boise, I think he, I looked it up and he makes $135,000 a year. Uh, down to, you know, how much the admissions staff at the local university make. It's all totally public. And so all these people complaining or, or saying that it's totally taboo to talk about money are ignoring just how much financial information is completely public. And if you're listening to this and going, wait a second, that's even weird at all, I should point out that this may just be a U.S. thing. A lot of countries... Everything is public. So, for example, in Norway, all income, whether you uh, have a public job or not, you know, all your tax returns, all that information is publicly available. And a few friends commented that, you know, in Sweden and Germany and some other countries, they wouldn't think it's weird at all to talk about how much money you make. The final reason that many business owners give about keeping everything secret is that sharing numbers is going to attract competition or enable your competition to, you know, steal your lunch, basically. And it is going to attract competition and it is going to help existing competition beat you out or give them a little bit more of an edge. But I don't think it's as important as uh, people make it sound. Because first of all, any competent business person can estimate how much uh, money another company is making. You know, you can figure it out based on number of employees. A lot of information is public, like how much money companies have raised. That's often public. And 
you know, if the companies have any deals with publicly traded companies, then a lot of that is available in SEC filings and things like that. So way more information is public than you think. And the other thing is, if someone's copying you, let's say somebody gets into a new business because they heard that it's profitable. Guess what? They're always going to be a step behind you. They're not going to care as much about it as you will. They'll be trying to continually copy what you you do. They won't know the reasons behind it. They're just always going to be at a disadvantage if the reason they're getting into it is just because they learned from you that you can make money in that in that niche. The competition that gets into a market just because you shared some of your numbers is always going to be a step behind you. And those aren't the kind of people you need to worry about. Those are just the copycats, the hacks. They're not going to get anywhere. Those are the downsides. But now let's focus on the upsides because I think they're pretty huge. The first one is that you can help out your coworkers. You can help out people working at other companies by sharing, you know, here's the going rate for developers of your skill level. People will start to know if they're being underpaid or if they have more options in the market. And uh, you can help people get paid what they're worth just by being a little bit more public about salaries, revenue, things like that. The second reason, and this is along the same lines, is about teaching. So a few years ago, in March 2012, two designers, Sasha Grief and Jared Drysdale, both came out with ebooks on the same day. They weren't working together, or they didn't even know the other person was working on an ebook, I don't think. It was pure chance that they had the same release date. But they did something unique. They shared their numbers publicly. They both wrote blog posts detailing their pricing strategies, why their pricing method was better, all of that, and published them on Jason Cohen's blog. I read those posts. I was a designer working on an ebook, but I didn't think I could make money off of an ebook. And it wasn't until uh, Sasha and Jared wrote their posts that I realized, hey, this could actually be profitable and not just profitable in that it would help me get consulting gigs or something like that. But when Sasha and Jared said that they made $6,500 and $8,000 in 24 hours from relatively small audiences, I saw that and went, I could do that too. And that was really cool for me. That was a turning point in my career. And it took me, you know, since then I've written three different books, a handful of courses, a bunch of stuff. And now I make all my money from self-publishing. And I really have to thank Sasha and Jared for sharing their numbers, for being public in order to help me get that start and know that selling eBooks to a small audience could be profitable. A lot of times people talk about their business in vague terms. So maybe they're teaching about how to do product launches and they go through their methodology. And then you ask, oh, well, when you followed that process, how'd the launch do? And they say, it did well. But that doesn't really provide you any information. That's not helpful. Is it doing well? Does that mean $1,000 in a day? Does that mean $100,000 in a day? Without actual numbers, I don't know what it is you're talking about. I, I don't have anything to anchor it against. And so when you provide real numbers, you can start to see, okay, $10,000. So following this process, let's say, let's say it's possible to replace one full-time salary. That's pretty cool. But if you don't provide numbers, it doesn't have any context and the rest of the information isn't nearly as useful. 
Now, the third benefit, and this one is pretty huge, is that it will gain attention for you. So if you're in a position to profit from that attention, as I am, as most bloggers, uh, software developers, you know, a bunch of people are in a position to profit from that attention, then it will get you really a lot of attention. So one of the first blog posts I wrote that did really well was titled, How I Made $19,000 on the App Store While Learning to Code. If I had written a post instead about uh, lessons learned from the App Store or from selling iOS apps, that wouldn't have done nearly as well. But because I was willing to put exact numbers, people could look at it and see what level of a success this was. They could compare it to their own businesses, their own salaries and all of that. And they could start making decisions about, you know, whether to get into the app business or maybe whether or not uh, it would be profitable enough for them or how, how well their existing apps are doing compared to what other people in the market are doing. That post went viral because it had specific numbers in it. Had I not shared those numbers, I don't think anyone would have cared about the post. A lot of my ebook revenue has actually come from being willing to share numbers. So for example, for my first two books, I shared my numbers publicly. And then what I found was I started getting asked more about how to make money selling books than I was getting asked about how to design software, which is actually what my books were about. And so my third book, Authority, actually came about all because I shared those numbers publicly. Had I not done that, no one would have cared about my you know launch details posts if they didn't have any details in them. And uh, I wouldn't have built an audience of people who want to self-publish. And I wouldn't have made another $100,000 or more off of writing and selling authority, which has done very, very well. And I wouldn't have started up this whole other group or section of new authors who are writing profitable technical books. None of that would have come about if I hadn't shared those numbers publicly. So it can really work well to gain attention for your product or your brand, and to build an audience if you're willing to share numbers publicly. My friend Josh Pigford runs an app called Bear Metrics. And what it does is it plugs into your, into your Stripe payment processing account and gives you all kinds of details on your SaaS business, like uh, what your churn is, what your revenue is, and all these really helpful numbers. And he did something really cool when he was setting up a demo page you know, people want to check out Bear Metrics, and so they, you know, they would sign up for a trial or something like that so they could see their data in it. But what he wanted to do was create a demo where they could see the entire app with fake data. And that's really helpful because you can jump in and be like, oh, I see, here's the metrics it shows me. And that would have been moderately interesting. But then he did something far cooler than that, and he took all the Bear Metrics data, so, you know, what his revenue is, what his churn is, all of those things, and demoed it in the Bear Metrics app. So if you go to demo.bearmetrics.io, you'll see exactly how much money Bear Metrics is making. You'll see that they've been in business about nine months. You'll see that they're already making about $18,000 a month in monthly recurring revenue. You'll see that their churn is higher than it probably should be, and that's something they need to work on but you're seeing it all with real numbers. And at the same time, that's going to attract a lot of attention and you're going to look at that and go, ooh, I want those level of numbers. I want that uh, 
that level of reporting from my business. And then you're going to check out bare metrics. So in, in Josh's case, sharing the exact numbers for bare metrics gains a lot of attention for his tool and brings in a lot of new customers. He's actually got a few other companies like, uh, there's the company buffer. Um, that's a social media tool and they're public about so many of their numbers. They're public about their salaries and they're public about so much. Um, and so he said, why not be public about your revenue and all of that in real time? So he gave them a free buffer account and they hooked it up to, uh, to all their actual numbers. And so now you can go to buffer.bearmetrics.io and you can see all of their numbers in real time. And both of these companies are in a great place to capitalize on any of that extra attention they get. The more they get talked about, the more people are going to hear about their tools that they offer, and they'll get more customers because of it, all through being transparent. The final reason, and this is the biggest for me, is that I want to pay it forward. I wouldn't have the business that I have today or the knowledge that I have or any of that if it wasn't for Sasha and Jared showing that I could actually make money from an ebook. I would have pursued it as just a labor of love. Maybe it would have done okay, but I wouldn't have put the time and effort into it that I did without their help and advice. So I learned so much from that that I want to continue to teach and share. We've talked about in the past how teaching is an amazing way to build an audience and it's an incredible way to sell products, but it's also a great way to pay forward all the useful things that you've learned. In the web design industry where I come from, everyone's teaching about CSS and HTML and all of this totally for free. I've learned about you know 99% of what I know completely for free. And so I have, I feel, an obligation to continue teaching. And yeah, I'll charge for some of that. But for the most part, everything I put out is free. And I want to pay forward what I know And financial transparency is one of those ways to do it. So that's why if you ask me pretty much anything you want to, I'll answer it. You know, you can know that I made $5.50 an hour at my very first job working at Wendy's, that I made $16,400 on my last product launch, that I made $160,000 in the first three months of this year because I was working really hard and I followed it up the next month by making maybe $8,000. So I'm happy to share any of those numbers. Um, I hope that you'll consider sharing numbers as well. Just think about what bad things will happen. People may look at you a little weird. People may say that, oh, it's impolite to talk about money. But you know what? There might be some teenager in that conversation who's uh, listening off on the side who will learn, hey, maybe the world works a little bit differently than I thought. Maybe they'll learn that about what your first salary numbers, and maybe they'll start to have a better idea of what numbers they should ask for or what industries they could get into because maybe they'll actually learn that blogging can be profitable or that they can actually make money selling art. All these things that people have told them are not possible. Maybe they'll learn because you're willing to speak up, you're willing to uh, share your numbers, and you're willing to pay it forward by being transparent with your own business. So I I hope you'll consider teaching. I hope you'll add numbers and details to your teaching. Even if you're not comfortable sharing exact revenue, try to add more details. Maybe it's units sold instead of a total dollar figure. 
Just keep teaching with details and you never know who you might be helping. Hey, thanks for listening. I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, let's do something kind of fun. Why don't you go to nathanberry.com slash episode eight and share a number there. I don't care what the number is. It could be revenue from last year. It could be the amount of money you made at your first job uh, or what you made at your last job before you quit. It could be how much you bought your house for, how much you put into remodeling it, uh, how much your last vacation cost. I don't know. Why don't you find something that you think will be helpful, useful for other people? Go to nathanberry.com slash episode eight and just post that number in the comments with maybe a paragraph or so of the story behind that number. I'll see you in the comments and in the next episode. Thanks for listening.